we look at the career of Yosef Atzadik in this week's parasha, and we see a tremendous change in what happens to Yosef. Yosef starts off with his brothers, the favorite son of Yaakov Avinu, and then he's thrown into a pit, he is sold as a slave, and he's carried down to Egypt in captivity. So we see Yosef being punished. We see Yosef being punished and we see that he lands up at the depths, so to speak, of slavery. And yet, when he gets to Mitzrayim, he's bought by Potiphar. And then we find Yosef's fortunes reverse. Yosef becomes tremendously successful. It's visible even to the eyes of the Egyptian Potiphar that Hashem is with Yosef and that everything he does, Hashem turns to success. And therefore Yosef becomes the head of the household. He rules Potiphar's staff. He's in charge of all Potiphar's affairs. And we see Yosef's success. And then there's a second reversal. The story we know with Potiphar's wife and Yosef withstands temptation. Yosef is strong. Yosef doesn't give in. But at the end of the parasha we find Yosef is thrown back into jail. He's now in the bar in the pit of the Egyptian jail and he's therefore in total 12 years. So once again he's been punished, exiled, imprisoned. And therefore Yosef we see as things go down again. And yet, at that stage too, Yosef is the most successful prisoner in the jail. The official in charge of the jail notices this. And once again, he, Yosef rises to prominence even behind the locked doors and barred windows of the Egyptian jail. And if you look at the dizzying rise and fall of Yosef's career, Yosef's life, we left wondering, what's the divine plan? Was Hashem trying to punish Yosef, or was Hashem trying to reward him? And if, that, if so, why do things keep changing? It's important for us to understand this. Because the story of the life of Yosef is really the precedent for Kal Yisrael. Yosef in exile is the story in the Torah from which we meant to learn lessons for the sojourn of Klal Yisrael in exile. The Midrash says, Kol Yosef, Whatever happens to Yosef happened likewise to Tzion to Yerushalayim. We followed the same path. And therefore, we need to try and understand what was the reason for Yosef's yo-yo rise and fall and rise and fall? And why the history of Klai Yisrael follows a similar tra- trajectory, goes down the same path. So let's talk from the beginning. The first event which happens to Yosef 
we told at the beginning of the parasha, Yosef, even though he's the favored son of Yaakov, there are things he's done wrong. Whether it's speaking Lashon Hara about the brothers, and therefore there's a certain accusation against Yosef. And therefore, it's been decreed in Hashemayim that Yosef should be punished. The punishment for the Russian horror was to be stripped of his privilege, be distanced from his family, and be sent down to Egypt. And that's exactly what happens. Symbolically, Yosef is thrown into the pit. The coat that Yaakov made him as a sign of preference is removed from him, and he's sold as a slave. So Yosef has been punished. But now, a second Hanhaga comes into account. A second way Hashem deals with people. This is the principle which is, the, I think, the partial explanation of the Pasuk in Mishlei. I heard this explanation first, B'Shem Harafam, the Chron and Ibracha. But once you hear it, you think that's, that's what the Pasuk has to mean. And the Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says, because the one who Hashem loves, he chastises, rebukes, he punishes. And he shows him the favor of a father to a son. How do the two parts of the Pasuk hang together? So Rafam said, at any time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes, there's always the danger that the person being punished feels abandoned, feels rejected. Like the Apostle says, Tzion said, after the exile, after the Khurban, Hashem has abandoned me, Hashem has forgotten me. And when a person feels rejected, abandoned, then he gives up. Then he gives up, he's misyash. And graphically also we find after the first destruction, the elders of the Jewish people coming to the Navi and saying to him, if a husband has divorced his wife, if a master has let his slave go, does he have any expectations from him anymore? So too here. They felt that having been punished, having been exiled, they had been rejected. And therefore their covenant with Hashem had been broken. And therefore... When Hashem punishes, it's always in, followed by a Hanhaga, a way of Hashem's acting, to show Uchav as Ben Hashem still shows Christ for the favor of a son. Yes, they've gone to be punished. Yes, they've been exiled. But it doesn't mean they've been completely rejected. Because when a person feels completely rejected, then he gives up trying. And that's not the point of punishment. So that's the second Anhaga. We see by Yosef. Yes, he was sent to Egypt. He was bought as a slave by Potiphar. But Yosef, you haven't been forgotten. Hashem's with you in Mitzrayim. Hashem's there to give you success. And such an obvious success that even the non-Jewish Potiphar recognizes that Hashem is watching Yosef's every move. 
So Yosef should never for a second feel that Hashem has forgotten about him. But exactly this point, Rabbi says, where the danger comes. Exactly here is where a person can make a mistake. And he can think, I was punished. And I've atoned, so to speak, for whatever I did wrong. And therefore, the reason I'm having Siyat Dishmaya, I'm seeing success, is because the punishment's over. Yosef could think, I've atoned for the sin of Lashon Hara by being thrown into exile, by being sold as a slave. And now that the punishment's over, now I'm being successful. And that's a big mistake. It's a tragic mistake. Because the success is only a way of maintaining connection even while a person is being punished. Even while a person is in exile. Had it been a full kapara, Yosef should be reunited with his family. Had everything been forgiven, and Yosef done a proper tshuva, then he should have come back to Eretz Yisrael where he belonged. And therefore, that necessitates the second point. And that is, when a person starts to forget the punishment, he finds himself too comfortable in the post-punishment circumstances, and he sees the siyata dishmai he's getting as a sign that everything's good, then Hashem has no choice but to punish him a second time. To remind him. It's true Hashem was with you in Goddess. It's true Hashem was looking after you in exile. But that doesn't mean everything's been forgiven. There's still an outstanding debt which a person has to do over for. And the Midrash says about Yosef, when Hashem saw, he started to dress up the parts of the head of the servants of Potiphar's household, he started to perm his hair, he started to feel comfortable where he was. So he gets punished again. And he gets sent into the depths and the darkness of Egyptian jail. Well, here it's very easy for him to remember. I'm not where I belong. Here it's very easy for him to keep in mind I'm being punished. And there again, once a person's been punished, there's a danger he'll feel rejected. He'll feel abandoned. He'll feel lost, so to speak, in the Egyptian prison. And he'll feel Hashem's abandoned him. And therefore there also Hashem's there to show him success. But this time Yosef learns a lesson. Yosef realizes the fact that I'm here is a sign that I'm being punished. The fact that I'm still incarcerated in jail is because there's still trouble which needs to be done. He never for a moment thought that being in jail is where he's meant to be. And ten years later, Yosef says to the battle of Paroi, I was stolen from the land of Abraham. That's where I belong. And that's where he wants to go back to. And therefore the awareness that he's been punished is still there. And as we said, the, law, the life and the travails of Yosef m- mirror, parallel the, the destiny of the Jewish people. Klai Yisrael also went into Golis. Many times. 
Klaishal were also exiled. And when they were in exile, they found success. They became the ministers, they became the finances, they became the statesmen, they became the upper class. As the Ramban writes, the Ramban writes that all the punishments of the rebuke of the Tehacha, of the Kisave, all the curses which befell Klai Yisrael was while they were still in Eretz Yisrael. It says when eventually they were exiled and scattered among the nations, says the Ramban, their fate was not worse than the average non-Jew whose land they were inhabiting. We see that today as well. Wherever the Jews have gone to, they found success. Why? Because that's the unhogah of once you've been punished, don't feel rejected. Like Hashem told the Novi Yirmiya, I will go with him to Babel. They're going to exile. But Hashem goes with. Don't feel you've been abandoned in exile. But here comes the danger. The same danger that Yosef fell into. And that is, when a person finds himself successful, he's made himself a reputation, he's built a business, he's settled down comfortably in whichever area he's in, so he thinks we've been punished. The Khorban, the goddess was punishment, we've been punished. And now, now we're free to pursue success in whichever place of the world we're in. And he doesn't realize, like Yosef didn't realize, that as long as we're still in Godless, we're still being punished. If we've been successful, if we feel Yad Hashem guiding us, it's only because there's a hug of Hashem that we shouldn't feel abandoned. But we have to remember, this is still Godless. The sin for which we were sent out of Eretz Yisrael, the death that we have to repay, before Hashem can bring back the base of Megdash, is still outstanding. And when people forget that, and I think all has been forgiven and forgotten, so Hashem has no choice but to send us a second punishment to remind us that we are still in Godus. The Ayavitz writes that if for no other reason but for the fact that people didn't realize they are in Godus, that would be enough to stop, to prevent the Gaula coming. But it's more than that. We saw before the Ramban writes about the Spain of his time when the Jews were more successful than the average non-Jew, their neighbors. The Ramban didn't live to see what happened to the Jews of Spain. We know from the hindsight of history. The Jews got too comfortable in Spain. As they did in many other countries. And that necessitated a second goddess. An exile, a dispersion, a times of persecution. And that world cloud is up. We're still in, we're still in goddess. That's the lesson of Yosef. And that's what we need to learn as a lesson for Tzion. Let's look at another place in the Tanakh where we find the same process. And this one, it's mind-boggling. It's astounding how we see exactly the same principle applying somewhere else as well. And let's look, Rabbi, at the story of Yonah. 
Yonah the prophet, who refused to obey Hashem's order. Hashem instructed him, go to Nineveh and exhort them to repent. And Yonah runs away. Yonah boards the ship and instead sails for Tarshish. One can't escape what Hashem wants him to do. And the ship is, the ship is beset by a storm which is threatening to sink it. And the storm doesn't relent until Yonah is thrown overboard. And what happens? Yonah is swallowed by a fish. If you look at the words of the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Vayaman Hashem dag godol livloya es Yonah. Hashem prepared a fish, a big fish, a whale, to swallow Yonah. And then afterwards you have the Pasuk, Vayisparel Yonah el Hashem mimei hadogo. And that Yonah davens to Hashem from the stomach of the fish. But if we look carefully at the language that the Pasuk uses, the Lashon HaKodesh, is a difference. The first Pasuk says, Hashem prepared a dag godol, a big fish in the masculine. And Yonah davens to Hashem, mimei hadogo, from a feminine fish. What happens? Says the Midrash, Originally, Hashem had prepared the male whale to swallow Yonah. And it's definitely a punishment. To be swallowed by a whale, to be imprisoned inside a fish in the depths of the sea, Yonah had been punished. But somehow, miraculously, Hashem allowed Yonah to survive and live inside the, inside the innards of the fish. And Yonah didn't daven. Yonah was too comfortable in the fish. He was happy to stay there. And therefore when Hashem saw that Yonah wasn't moved to repent by finding himself inside the fish, says the Midrash, Hashem caused the male fish to spit him out and in turn he was swallowed by the female whale. And now Yonah wasn't so comfortable. Because the female whale was pregnant. And it's very hard to share your living quarters with a baby whale. And therefore, only now, when Yonah felt uncomfortable where he was, that's what motivated him to daven from the depths of the dogga, from inside the female fish. The same process. Hashem can punish, and the person gets, comes to terms with the punishment. He makes the most of where he is right now and he feels comfortable in the situation where he's been punished. Yonah felt too comfortable inside the fish. And if that, therefore, if a person isn't moved to do tshuva from the circumstances he's in, so Hashem is compelled to change the circumstances, to punish a second time. And now Yonah found, found himself cramped inside the female fish. When Yosef was too comfortable in base Potiphar, he didn't realize this is a punishment and the tshuva is expected. So instead he'll end up in an Egyptian jail. There the terms were much less pleasant. And once again, this is a lesson for Klai Yisra. If we don't view goddess as a punishment, when Chas 
Hashem is forced to make us see that God is a punishment. Shabbos Hanukkah, really, we should have spoken about Hanukkah, not just the parasha. But the truth is, we did. The principle of Hanukkah we daven for is Hashem should be nisim v'niflois v'yamim ahayim v'zman It's a time which is opportune for nisim, for miracles like it was then. And therefore, it's a time to look forward to Gola, to redemption. But to do that, we have to understand the mechanism which brings Gola. And that's only when we still understand that as, as much as Hashem has been good to us, and as much as He's holding our hand that we don't feel rejected, the Mesa, we're still in Godless. As long as we haven't returned all of all Israel to Eretz Israel, as long as the base of Migdash still lies in ruins, then there's still work to be done. When we realize that now, then that takes away the necessity, to bring more punishments, to remind Klai Yisrael that they're in Godless. And then when we work on being attacking the reasons for that original Godless, then we can look forward to another Yeshua of Hashem. Like it was, by Yavim Ahim, so too bad as Hashem should be, Bismillah